Hello, my bombers. How are you guys? This is your one and only host, Topsy BX. Um, just wanted to touch base with you guys and kind of follow through on my part two of life after death. The first one was talking about how my children were my life after death. Um, but I do also want to talk about a little bit more about other things that happened or that I've been doing besides my, um, you know, having that friendship, that close knit relationship with my children, um, in order to become healthier and a healthy version of me mentally, physically, the whole shebang. Um, so stay tuned and we'll be right back. All right, guys. See you soon. Guys, this is Jay Howell, Something About You. I am absolutely obsessed with this artist. He's dope. Come on, he wants you to give him time to think. Okay? Are you going to be able to love him? Okay? Come on, come on. Be able to trust you? Huh? Because he's stuck in his feelings, y'all. He's head over heart, lying in the dark, honey. Okay? Woo! Stuck in his feelings, yeah. Head over heart, lying in the dark. Oh, yes, honey, he is broken hearted. <laughs> I love this song. Oh, my God. How are you guys doing out there, guys? I have, like, the most awesome audience, okay? I have them from Belgium, Germany, um, obviously the U.S. It's just so excited where I have all this, I'm trying to find them, like my audience, where we're at, did I find them? Yes, so I have my majority of my audience is from the United States, but I am in Germany, Brazil, Romania, Ghana, um, Nigeria, Australia, Malaysia, Bulgaria, United Kingdom, South Africa, India, Belgium, Singapore, and Bangladesh. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So excited about this! I think that's awesome, um, and I just wanted to just thank you know thank you guys and tell you guys that I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Um, I I love the fact that you know when I started this podcast, it it was because I wanted to really bring recognition to mental health and the things that I go through on a daily basis and things that so many people that I know go through on a daily basis when it comes to their CPTSD, when it comes to their mental health and just, you know, just, just really talking about my story, you know, be being, um, incest survivor, um, being a rape survivor and just being a survivor from child abuse all as a whole, um, and it, I, I know that that rubs so many people, especially coming from my cultures, so many people um, that just, it. when I say that, it just, you know, it really, really bothers them. Um, so, oh, well, it's my story. <laughs> it's not much really I can say. Um, it's my story and it's my platform and I will not be silenced forever. And, you know, this is how I choose to, this is how I choose to talk about my my struggle and so I can be able to, you know, heal, right? So I can be able to heal. Yeah, that's what it is. Heal. Heal is the word I am looking for, honey. 
I am. I can see. I'm looking at the platforms and where I'm at in the U.S. Like Florida, Texas, Washington, New York, Georgia, California, Connecticut, Ohio, Massachusetts, Virginia, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Michigan, Indiana, New Jersey, Alabama, uh, Arizona, Illinois, Tennessee, Maryland, Minnesota. Wow, that's amazing. I'm in all those freaking places. That's that's dope. Pretty dope, guys. Yes. So we are going to continue the continuation. Okay. From life after death, part one, this is going to be life after death. Parte dos, mi amor. It's going to be quick. It's going to be brief. I don't want to really do a part three to it, but I mean, the whole podcast is about mental health. So we're going to always be talking about what I'm doing new. What am I not doing new? What's annoying? What's not annoying? You know, what's in the news, what's not in the news and all that good stuff. Um, and I'm going to be doing, a, uh, like, little news coverage, little stories that I see I want to talk about and opinion on. I really have a list of stuff that I want to talk about. So, yeah. So, on the Topsy Tings, we're going to discuss something really briefly about something that happened in the news somewhere. I'm going to tell you where because I got to look through my, um, my cards and see which ones I want to talk about um, so I can get to the actual podcast. But in the Topsy Tings, we're going to talk about uh, something that I heard on the news. Yeah. So guys, and we're going to go cut really quickly to a commercial break and we're going to be right back to all my listeners. I know also, um, I have uh, subscriptions where if you want to be able to listen to my podcast for a small monthly fee of $6.99 a month and you hear it, um, no commercials will be commercial free. Um, you can also, you have that choice as well. So yeah, you can also show love and support the podcast. I will show love and put my uh, cash app up there just in case. That cash app is money sign Topsy Bronx. You got that right. T-O-P for Peter S-Y Bronx, like the city. B-R-O-X. B-R-O-N for Nancy X. My bad, guys. My bad. <laughs> All right, guys. So we'll be back, bombers. All right, now, guys, I am back as you want to only host Topsy BX. So today, for the Topsy Tings, T-I-N-G-S, Topsy Tings, we're going to be talking about Shanquilla Robinson, a beautiful 25-year-old um, young Black African-American woman who was one day into her Mexican trip, and she is now dead. Um, apparently, she had died from an apparent alcohol poisoning, alcohol poisoning, Supposedly, authorities were called to the hotel room in um, St. Louis, Cabo, Mexico at 2 p.m. the day, I think it was October 28th-ish, um, and they stated it was alcohol poisoning um, when they called 911. They also told the same thing to the family prior to the medical examiner, of course. Um, let me not jump too much ahead of myself. However... Video leakage of a foot of footage showed that she was being attacked by a so-called friend while the rest stood watching. Okay, so this is pretty serious. Okay, so remember that they called 911 at 2 p.m. ish, saying that it was alcohol poisoning. Okay, now this and this is the um this is the police had also stated um that there was Okay, I'm jumping ahead. Okay, I'm jumping ahead. Here we go. Okay, so they said at 2 p.m. that um, 
she died of alcohol poisoning. However, in the leakage of the video, you saw a man that was holding the camera. Now, one of the gentlemen um, that were supposedly holding the camera was shown to be a long-term friend of Shanquilla's Robinson, um, who kept talking to actually to kept actually talking to the family after her death um but then immediately stopped once the medical examiner's report actually came out okay mm, what did the medical examiner's report say <laughs> interesting that you are curious to know about that because <laughs> so was i and then i found out that um into the autopsy came out the so-called best friend okay let's let's say this real quick before i say that and the lady who in the video remember i told there was a video that got leaked um there was a lady in a video who was shown to be beating um shanquilla robinson okay i want to say beating to death but i can't say that yet so it is what it is who was beating her and this could have very have easily clearly caused the death of this of this young lady okay remembering that at two o'clock they had called 911 stating that um she had died of alcohol poisoning okay so just keeping this in mind now that i'm thinking about it she could have very well they could have very well had just waited hours from the actual incident um, when it actually took place to then call 911, probably waiting for her to get better from the injuries, and she just never got better. And they had no other choice but to call 911. Because if you look at the stories, the friends, when they called the hotel, the hotel had to advise them initially to call 911, and they had stated no, they was not going to call 911 when they first called for help. Um, and then they were they didn't need an ambulance or something like that They're like they declined that type of emergent assistance okay and then i was later boom she was dead okay so they actually delivered the things to the victim's family oh yeah you heard me the woman who supposedly was in the video and the so-called best friend who was holding supposedly allegedly holding the phone delivered the victim's items whatever they deliver because there's still items missing per the family the robinson family's items of the victims that are still missing um they delivered some items and shortly after that the medical examiner came out stating that she was uh she was definitely murdered um i think they they i think they severed like a a, a vertebrae in her neck um i mean if, if you're looking at if you look at the actual video you can see where the medical examiner um results match the exact thing that we're seeing in the video a lot of newscasts had edited the video so you cannot really see it all i was able to actually see um the extent of when she was continuously beating her threw her across the bed jumped on top of her on the bed and then as the girl was trying to hit fight back you can hear someone actually say aren't you gonna fight back you can actually hear that in the video <clears throat> and you see her no one's helping so keep in mind guys these are friends so-called friends all in a hotel room someone's recording while the other friend is the other two are fighting and no one's in between standing in the standing trying to save anyone no one's trying to help no one here it's a complete tragedy okay um now khalil has been a family khalil is the guy that supposedly allegedly was holding the the video 
the phone is taking the video and supposed to being the one that's stating that um, is she going to fight back or not? Khalil has been on family trips, as has Shanquilla Robinson been on family trips with Khalil. Um, apparently, per the family, he looked nervous, sweating, and unwell when he went to go visit the family. But of course, the family just took it as he just lost his best friend. Khalil was heard saying, remember, again, in the video, aren't you going to fight back? Okay. Now the police had already made a public statement that there were zero signs of foul play prior to the medical examiner's exams were complete. Now keep in mind guys. Okay. If the police come out and say that there is no foul play. Now you got these people that are clearly acute, uh, 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 responsible for murder. Um, man, at least, voluntary manslaughter at least voluntary manslaughter because they're sitting there holding the camera you're recording you know you're 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 fighting her this is assault battery or everything this is everything you know what i'm saying so obviously the question is, was the intention there to kill but i mean she didn't stop the girl wasn't fighting back at all so why are you fighting something that isn't fighting you back bully Bully, 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 bully. Clearly you saw her as a weaker opponent and you kept on. <laughs> I mean, it was clear, right? Um, so then uh, the parents had to pay about $6,000 to get her body to the U.S., okay? They made hundreds of calls uh, uh, because the body, they didn't know where the body was at, you know? Um, they wanted to keep the story alive in the media because if you notice... I don't know about you guys, but if you haven't heard of this and I'm you're hearing it here for me first, then yeah, this should be everywhere, covering everything. It should be popping up on my Facebook feeds, and it really just isn't. Um, it really just isn't, and it's just really sad of me. Would this be the same if uh, whatever? So GoFundMe account has been set up for the um for the funeral. Now they had to kind of kick and scream because the father did not, he was very prideful, he did not want. Uh, but I think after people sitting down and kind of explaining to him, hey, you're going to go back and forth to Mexico. There's going to be a trial. There's going to be proceedings. It's going to be, you know, there's just so many things. You're going to have to go in and out the country. You're going to need people to donate in order to get this done. And to, just to resolve this, just to get a good lawyer, get a good attorney, you're going to ha- you're gonna need thousands. So he reluctantly agreed um everyone chipped in to help the family uh to give shanquila the uh fear that she deserves now again there will be a lot of legal fees a lot of legal fees so that family is going to need all the money that they can get uh let me see what else i wrote here now keep in mind there's a lot of scammers so justice for quella is not the correct wait hold on wait Oh, yep. Justice for Quella. Quella is the correct GoFundMe. So be careful with scammers, okay? So look out for the amount. Uh, Justice for Quella has a lo- over $300,000 already raised for Shanquila Robinson. So if you see Justice for Shanquila Robinson, that is not the correct freaking GoFund. So if it has $200 in it, $500, that is not the correct one. That's a scammer, okay? All right. Now, allegedly, uh, supposedly they had stolen $10,000 from um, 
So allegedly, I'm saying this allegedly because none of this has come on reports. This is just allegedly rumors that are out there amongst the family or whatever. Allegedly, $10,000 were stolen from the victim. Allegedly, they're saying that the, a woman in the video was a trans woman that was attacked the victim. Again, allegedly. But I think that people are starting rumors to um, be able to look away from the reality of what really is happening. Um, and there's nothing concrete to prove any of the things that I just said. So people are just creating the stories. They haven't been ver verified. So just be cautious. This is so, so sad. We need national attention for this young lady. All right. So just think about it, guys. How many times have you been out with your friends, right? How many times have you been out with your friends? These people shouldn't even be comfortable walking around in the streets. This, they should they should not be comfortable walking around in these streets at all. They they are they just chilling, being able to hide. They should be if they're caught if they they should be afraid that people recognize them in the street. But no, they're just walking around like. And you know, I've had a couple of friends, a few so-called friends, well, one in particular, um, in the last few years, uh, that relationship was really um dissipating it was really really going bad um her jealousy is crazy you could just you know you were just seeing different things and different signs left and right just lack of support system just constantly talking behind your back just things that actually were surprising even to me um where even i was just like no you're wrong no you guys are wrong and it's just like holy crap like this this, this person is this person is really doing this. Like I'm seeing it now for myself. You know, um, I was in a situation where, you know, I could have been in prison right now. I could have been in prison right now for stabbing the shit out of somebody earlier um, in May. You know what I'm saying? For shooting somebody in May. Because this same person, um, you know, and this small group of friends, you know, I was put in a, in a position, predicament where I didn't even know that I had enemies in the room. I had no idea. I thought we were all friends. Um, well, boy, did I find out soon enough that that wasn't the issue. And you know me. You guys know me. When I see PTSD, that's the wrong thing that you ever want to do is corner somebody in a corner that suffers from CPTSD. Because I know one thing. I'm leaving. Don't know about you, but I know I'm leaving. So <laughs> just avoid, avoid, avoid at all costs. You know, so I know how scary it could be to be in a situation where you just don't know how you're going to get out of it. You're trying to find the exit as soon as possible, or, or you're so trusting. You don't realize that something bad's about to happen to you. So you just don't know nowadays who to trust. You really just don't know. Um, if anybody, uh, knows about this story and, uh, knows anything at all about this story, you guys really need to come um, forward to the authorities. Now, I think that Shanquila Robinson is, uh, there's, an, there's a connection between North Carolina and Atlanta, Georgia, because they're flying, their parents were flying back from those states, and then obviously they went to into Mexico, so um, look the story up, you're going to see, if you guys know any information about the story, any more footage, please uh, get this over to the authorities as soon as possible, these people should not be walking around, this story needs the attention that it, um, that it deserves. Honestly, it, it, I found this story on freaking YouTube. People aren't knowing about this on the news. Like black in black and Hispanic media is the only ones reporting. Where the heck is everybody else? We need everybody on board. Like what's the stage? What's this plan? They just start pulling out phones because they were talking. This is odd, no? 
Khalil, step up and do the right thing, Khalil. Step up and confess and tell us what happened so this family can finally have the peace that they deserve. So Shanquilla Robinson can rest in peace because what happened was completely, completely and utterly disgusting. She did not deserve that. All right, guys, Topsy Ting segment, it is over, and I'll be right back after this commercial break. Bye. So, guys, for your patience and for listening to me on the topic of Shanquilla Robinson, um, well, let's kind of get back to it, right? So a lot of the things that I've been doing to keep myself healthy is, so you guys know, I gained 55 pounds and with me, with me, it was about finding my peace again, right? Like I was angry at God and I lost my peace. So for me, it was really important to find like my peace, um, and find a connection with something again. Um, and with me, it was just finding, reconnecting with God again. You know, it wasn't going specifically to church or finding a church group. You guys, you know, I've been there, done that, and all know how those things turn out for most of us. Um, so I just wanted to reconnect again with God, me, myself, and I, and with God. So I started to... Uh, work on that relationship between me and him. Um, I started to force myself to really speak to strangers again um, and started start to find the comfort in what I love to do, which is just kind of speak to random strangers and just kind of getting to know them and what makes them them. And, you know, and, you know, just start really small at the store, you know, I didn't do it a lot because, for some reason, I just couldn't smile anymore. <laughs> I like, lost my smile. Um, and then I started, I removed coffee. So one of the biggest things, I I, I, I want to stress this out. One of the biggest things I did was remove caffeine. So I removed, because I'm already on Adderall um, uh, for my focus. So I stopped, I slowed down drastically on my Adderall. Um because I was getting uh, panic attacks. You got panic attacks, lack of focus, and then I need to stay away, caffeine. Um, so I'm stressed out that we didn't have cafe butelo. Stressed out, was stressed out this house. So I just took control about a month ago, and I had about well, six weeks ago, yeah. Well, a month ago, a month to six weeks ago, and I said, all right, guys, get me decaf. Cafe butelo pe decaf. I noticed immediate results within 24 to 48 hours confirmed that I wasn't crazy. Okay. I didn't get a panic attack today. I didn't get anxiety as bad as I would typically get. Um, and in about three to four weeks from when I stopped taking coffee, I took my first Adderall and I wanted to see how my body acted when I take my anxiety medication the way I do throughout the day. Um, I cut back on it since I cut back on other things. So instead of a whole pill, took a half pill. So that's supposed to be four times a day. I took four times a day, but I'm actually taking two pills a day and I'm cutting those in half. Still taking my medication four times a day. Um, All these little things have helped my heart rate really just kind of regulate. Um, Now, I know for a fact that I need to change my anxiety medication because obviously it's not working the way it should. If I take the whole pill, I'm, I'm like a heroin addict, um, but it works. Um, but then 
it takes longer to kick in. So I've been in it many, many years. So I think I feel like I've actually earned this one. It's not like I just got on it a year or two ago. It's done me great. It has blessed me all this time, which means that what's, oh my God, another five, seven years with something else. That's a long time of my life. So that's, that's good for me. That's really, really good. Um, but something that is going to actually work and not really mess too much with my inside organs and make me gain weight until, you know, I have real specific criterias when it comes to my medication and gaining weight is one of them. I can gain weight all by myself. I do not need a medication to help me gain that weight. I can, I, I can literally just do that by myself. Um, so that's one of the things that makes me gain weight. If it loses my, makes me lose my sex drive. So those are two very, very important, um, criteria that it, that's including the side effects, possible side effects, even then I don't want to deal with it at all. Like there's just no if and buts about it. I'm just not dealing with it like at all. Um, yeah. So it was removing the caffeine. It was, uh, cutting back with, with doctor supervision, of course, on my medications. In other words, I'm having this conversation with the doctor. We're having this open dialogue and they are absolutely aware what we're doing together as a team um, in order for me to be successful. Um, so now on the eighth, we talk about my anxiety medication. So it's baby steps for, with everything. Therapy. Uh, therapy was another thing. Being consistent with therapy. My psych is one thing, but being consistent with therapy was another one. Um, and really not, um, learning to not feel guilty for talking about myself continuously, um, without trying to teach. Cause when I talk to you guys, I talk about myself, but I, I teach, it's like an education, right? I don't want another girl, a guy to get raped by an uncle or father or something or, you know, something like that. So I'm always going to talk about my story. So to bring that awareness to children and young um, men and women that are being abused so they can know this isn't right and I need to get help. I need to do this so cautious. I need to go do this cautiously, but I need to get help. Um, so, and I started to add exercise. I started to move again. I started to move again. And that's really important because it's really difficult to get out of the house when you have avoidance disorder, when you, when you literally are so isolated and introverted that you, you leaving the house puts you into a straight panic. Like it affects your entire endocrinology system from head to toe. Um, you're affected. Um, and it doesn't make me happy uh, being at home and looking at the four walls. So little by little, I start to take drives again, take little drives again outside. Um, again, oh, and I had to break up with the cigarettes. And it's, it is it is a battle. And sometimes I lose that battle. But knowing that I replaced a cigarette for the boyfriend. And if you can recognize that you're replacing something with your cigarette, then it is going to absolutely help you. Another thing I'm looking forward to is getting my medical marijuana license. That's really, 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 really important um, uh, for that anxiety, um, it, for the for the pain that uh, the depression part of the disorder causes your body as well. Um, so that benefits me in so many ways, but I want to definitely do it the legal way, the right way. So those are the things I'm looking forward to, obviously. Um, 
and having an outlet, having someone to talk to. So what, what is it that you do? You know, right now my outlet is my poetry, getting back on the podcast and reaching out to people, just networking um, and really, uh, if someone actually shows an excitement in my work, not to get too scared and push away too much or too long, um, because then they lose that interest in you. They lose the interest in, in the star. You know, they lose the interest in the person that's supposed to be making this difference. You know, it's like, I'm glad that you want to make a difference, honey, but um, <laughs> but I'm gonna need you to be consistent. So, um, and just picking the brains of different people uh, that I admire, that I love to listen to their music, um, just picking their brains and being able to to feel normal again and feel like, oh, okay yeah, we got this, you know, this is a good thing. This is, this is, this is a really, really good thing. Um, I'm just excited that I get, I have this platform and I feel like, you know, when I get messages in my inbox saying, you know, I heard your message today, or I heard, I saw your TikTok, or I saw this about your daughter. And, you know, it made me think about my kid, or I I was able to speak to my mom and my dad about how I was feeling. And, you know, they were actually receptive, or they were assholes, like expected, but I felt great because I was able to finally speak up. And it's sad that some people, that's the world, right? Some people actually take, you know, they take your advice, that's great, and then go home, and then you have these parents that just are not receptive. And then you have parents that are just receptive, and it's awesome, and it's great, and I made a difference, you know? But I think for me, it's so hard for teenagers because we still have parents that look at teenagers and make them feel like they don't, they still don't have a voice. Their voice still doesn't count. Their voice still doesn't matter. Um, there's some parents out here that don't believe that therapies exist. And the reality is guys, they don't want nobody in the business. So shit is going on at home. They can admit that shit probably isn't right. And so they don't want nobody in the business, even if it means their child killing themselves or the child, um, being so severely depressed when they grow up, they can kill themselves. They can lead into something worse. They can hurt someone. They can do something to other people. They can abuse other people. They become narcissists, you know, psycho sociopathic narcissists. Like this is what you're raising. This is what you're raising. Mental health is, I think what is it for every one in 10 people, there's a psychopath. So for every 10 people, there's like a psychopath in that group. It's statistic. And we're doing this. We're raising this in society. You know, I wasn't supposed to have these great kids. I was supposed to be in prison a long time ago. A long time ago. You know, I was supposed to be the person, with my, you know, in jail getting my ass whipped. Not having amazing kids doing it up. Not about to start college with my daughter come January. You know what I mean? Like, tuition paid. Like, <laughs> you know, broke, but tuition paid, okay, rent's paid, you know, I'm just excited, you know, I think in one week I did three poems, I mean, I'm, I, I published one, and then I'm working on the other two, I open up my uh, WordPress, I removed my Wick accounts, so I gotta find my old uh, things on Wick, and copy paste them onto my WordPress, um, because it's my work, <laughs> um, and really just start kicking everything back off. Like if it's 2020 all over again, but it, we're in 2022 going to 2023. It took me three years um, to really get better. It's crazy how I can sit back and be like, wow, I almost died. I almost didn't make it to here. 
Um, it is absolutely normal to have a mental disorder and have intrusive thoughts. I think having the intrusive thoughts is harder for certain people to talk about. They don't want to talk about those things. But if you don't talk about it, there's people that are still growing through it. And you might know that person. You might Someone you know you might love that has intrusive thoughts. And you have to be there for them. You, you just can't ignore those things. You have to be there for them. Don't walk away when someone's telling you that they just haven't been getting any bed for days. Don't ignore someone when they say that they, they really miss someone. And they, you know, they're popping up behind the trees and shit. Like, bro, pay attention. Pay attention to the clues. <laughs> like, pay attention to the clues. <laughs> you know, you can have someone in trouble in complete opposite where they're still mentally having a psychosis breakdown, but they want to hurt someone. Pay attention to what they're saying, what your friends are telling you. Be there for them. How sad it is that there's people out here they feel that no one, absolutely no one cares and loves for them. Do you know the truth, the dire truth that so many people, if they die right now, by the time their bodies are discovered? I mean, I'm one of them. I mean, I might as well be discovered that I got kids. When my kids move out, what? Who? Who? What? My sister don't call. Sisters, brothers, we don't really talk like that. You know? No, they get tired of calling me. We could we could text with no issue, but they get tired of calling me because of the person with bipolar disorder and with my issue being the phone. Um, it's like it's my trigger. It just always has been. It just it's it is what it is. Again, people don't meet me at a text message. I can be like, oh okay, oh yeah yeah, let me call you, <laughs> call me. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just a, unfortunately that makes me anxious. It makes me anxious. It just, it just does. And I'm working on that. And it's one of those things that I'm going to target. I'm going to master. And I'm, it's going to be great. One day I'm going to be on the phone every single day with everybody. Hopefully it's just not too late, you know. But I can admit that, you know, my disorder has pushed many people away. And I'm okay with that. Because those that want to be there are there. Those that want to stay and understand, you know, seek to understand are there to seek and to understand. If I had cancer, it would be a little bit different, I'm sure. Because since it's not cancer, it's a mental health disorder. It's like, fuck her. In my will, in my will, there's certain family members that most of my family is not allowed to go to my funeral. I said it. It's not about being angry. It's about being realistic with myself. It's about not having to have a TikTok moment where it's like, if you wasn't here for my mother, you can't be here. <laughs> like, she don't like you or you or you or you. No. Listen, if you wasn't here for me when I was alive, if we went months, years without talking, don't come visit me. Sister, brother, mother, father, don't do it. Don't do it. The resting and easy is for my kids to rest easy, to be calm. They should be happy while trying to grieve. Putting me to uh, sleep peacefully. Not stressful. Not having to look around and be like, all oh, these hypocrites. Nah. It is my job to make sure that my kids have all the things that they need in order to be able to bear me. Right? I really want to do is throw a block party when I die. When I die, I want a big-ass block party. Like we were in New York with the PAL. Hey, block party. I want DJ up there. 
We could have DJ Lemon up there, we, uh, which is DJ Shoe. We could have a couple of, I know a couple of DJs. Uh, I know I got a lot of people I want up there to perform. I want all my playlists on my phone. My shit's going to be like an entire like five-day weekend. So it has to be for the weekend of my birthday too. Because it's Memorial Day weekend, bro. It's ridiculous. It's going to be amazing. I want to give out gifts to homeless kids. I want to do good when even when I'm dead. I want Topsy Recreational Center to come to life. I was put on this earth to help other people, inspire them to be a better version of who they was yesterday, despite them being raped, despite them being having schizophrenia, despite them having coming out of prison um, because of whatever, you know what I'm saying? They have a new life. They have a new, a new start. This is it. Despite you having a language barrier because you're from another country. So why? Inglés in Barrera. We got, we got so many things. We got Google to help us translate. We ain't got no excuses anymore. We got this shit. You got to believe in yourself and believe in your worth. And you got to accept a lot of things. Like, I had to accept a lot of things. Like, I had to accept. Put the cigarette down. You got to get up. You have to walk. You have to take this medication. And since Raylar has come into my life, Raylar, you need to sponsor me for real. Oh. Um, I have been a better mother, a better person, a better human. I'm just more vocal, more open. I'm, I just feel like myself again. I just feel like Topsy BX again, you know, Mary Lou's back. Erica is just sad as hell because nobody want to talk to Erica. <laughs> Erica's my bipolar two disorder. No, Erica's just upset because she, you know, she came up and now all of a sudden I like just like that. Boom. You know, I'm not feeling her no more. <laughs> We're not friends, Erica. Erica's my, um, it's who I call my bipolar disorder. Um, it's when that part of me comes out, she's Erica. Erica is no joke. You don't want to meet, don't nobody want to meet Erica. She's emotional. She's suicidal. She's all over the place. She's just unstable. Ugh, we don't like her, but she loves people and she still loves helping people even in that state. And if there's an Erica in you, just know that you're valuable and you love, and I love you. I love you. And I know that the holidays are sad. I, I don't know. I just, I've, even on my medication is I'm okay. You know, I, I dance your pants off, walk, sit still. When you want to smoke a cigarette, grab your weights and start pumping those weights, pump those weights, pump those weights, pump those weights. That's what I do. I sit down. I want to smoke a, I want to smoke a cigarette, excuse me. And I want, and I pump my weights. I pump my weights. I pump my weights. I pump my weights. Yeah. That's what I do. That's what I do. I'll press play on a friend's record. I'll grab my pen, my tools out and I start writing my, I get the pen and paper, start writing. Right now, I open the WordPress, start blogging, and really start getting myself ready for that book I want to publish. You know what I mean? I'm excited, guys. I actually have enough to publish a poetry book. I have enough poems to actually publish a poetry book. I'm excited about that. But, guys, I hope you learned that I'm just a normal person who just changed her diet. I'm still fat. Uh, I'm so fat. Don't get me wrong. I'm so fat. So 185 pounds right now. 184 pounds right now. Lost six pounds, but I'm little by little. I'm going to lose this weight. I'm so proud of myself. I can't be any more proud of myself than what I am right now. And I do all these podcasts without having the best equipment, but you guys still listen to me. You guys still connect with me. 
There's people out there that have my podcast as their freaking favorite. There's people out there that have my podcast as their top 10. There's people out there that has my podcast as the top number one. That's fucking cool. I'm responsible to put a smile on somebody's face. I'm responsible to be honest, transparent. Someone's listening to me. So your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your friends, your cousins, your family, if you have people who don't get it, guys, a lot of the times family just doesn't get it. So record that podcast. Do what you have to do to live. Give yourself permission to live. Please listen to my about two podcasts ago, my poem for, called Dear Me, and I dedicate that to you. You are, dear you. Give yourself permission to live. You are us. I am us. Your life matters. Keep telling yourself that until you believe it. If you thick, put your sexiest workout clothes on and look at put that mirror up and work out. You know that I have body dysmorphia disorder? And I put that mirror up and I work my ass off in front of that mirror. I do not allow, since I've had my Raylar and it's helping me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to meet Raylar halfway, more than halfway. And I'm going to stand by its side and I'm going to hold it by the hand and I'm going to make sure that I do my very, very best to survive. My bipolar 2 disorder would not, it's not going to take me alive. I'm going to stay alive. With my bipolar 2 disorder. I'm going to actually live life. I'm going to live it. I'm going to live it like I was just born yesterday. And I realized the, 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 what, what it was to, to, to have the sand hit, hit your skin and hear the waters hit the shore. And see the dolphins jump out of the water. And hear kids laughing. And hear someone tell me that because of me, my story, they're better. They decided to not cut that wrist, to not go out a window, to not go off that bridge, to not hurt someone, to not beat their girl, to not slap their man, to really control themselves and decide to get help. You got this. Love yourself enough. Give a fuck enough. If you're a narcissist, a real true personality disorder diagnosed narcissist, who is that one person that you care a fuck about to do it for? If not for them, then do it for you. Guys, this is your one and only host, Topsy BX, and I want to say goodbye. And I want to say thank you. Remember, there's a suicide national hotline in every single freaking state. It differs. Please, for the love of God, please. If you see yourself that you are wanting to hurt yourself in any way, you feel sad, you can also call your local 211 and they can give you the number um, to your suicide hotline location. They can send someone to sit with you in your home, okay, who will sit there. And we'll listen to you. Okay? So remember.
love yourself all right and i think now all you have to do is dial 988 for the suicide crisis lifeline so 988 okay suicide and crisis lifeline 24 hours a day you can text 988 as well the number nine and eight eight text it call it and you're gonna get someone on the other line love you guys bye bye